Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Passion and Purpose podcast. Jimmy, we're just, we're worshiping here, so that we're just going to kind of keep <laughs> yes. going in an attitude of worship, yeah, spirit, and truth, mm-hmm. uh, as we are continuing to look at yep. understanding the times and, and knowing what, what to do. Today is a unique day because the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, has just passed away, mm-hmm. and she, you know, whether you knew a lot about her or not, she represented stability um, in our times, and that has now been removed. So what I want you to start us out with is what is it that's going to anchor us in for this next run? Yeah, so I just wanted just a couple of comments on Queen Elizabeth. Of course, there are so many different prophetic voices out there, and um, and you always just want to say, all right, grounded in Scripture, and what what is it that God says when God's saying when things like this happen? I thought that one of the most incredible, beautiful things that happened uh, at her passing was the double rainbow that showed up mm. over Buckingham Palace. Mm. You can't uh, you can't make that one happen, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, the rainbow is just that promise of God's covenant mm-hmm. to His people. Right. And she was a God-fearing woman. Uh-huh. She was a God-honoring woman. And part of her charge of the monarch was to protect the church. Mm. Uh, if you read the coronation, it's really amazing of the the vows that they make. And, um, and if you listen to any of her Christmas messages, if you want to be stirred, go back to her old Christmas messages, mm. especially the last five years. She shares the gospel, clear about our purpose, God's plan for people's lives. Really, wow. really amazing, mm. amazing uh, stuff. But one of the things that I would say that, that uh, is uh, really um, resonating with me is that you know the queen, um, she was so stable so consistent. Um, she was, as many would say, very self-controlled of a part of her duty and her honor of the country and the, the place that she had. And whether we would think so or not, uh, as Americans, of course, we don't have a queen and she's not our queen and all that good stuff. But subconsciously, there was a comfort in knowing that there was somebody stable out there on the world scene. Mm. You could always just say, all right, there was, that's one thing that was consistent. We know if we want to go to Buckingham Palace, here's what's going to happen. Or, or if we see the queen, this is what she's going to look like. And this is her, going to be her demeanor. She was very dry-witted and uh, a little, uh, you know, so, so uh, uh, gracious and kind mm. and clear and honorable and all mm. that. So with her passing, there is not in the world scene leaders that the majority trust. Well, there's not a nation that people trust at this time. Mm-hmm. There's not a world leader mm-hmm. that the majority trusts at this time to stabilize us. So whether it's conscious in the sense of uh, our friends who live in the UK, she was their queen, mm-hmm. or whether it's subconscious for us in the Western world that appreciates stability somewhere, right. um, her passing brings a bit of instability in the soul of at least the Western world or even the Commonwealth countries, which would also be part of the Eastern world. So her, her passing is a transition of stability. Right. And when something like that happens, then uh, people begin, uh, not even knowingly, begin to respond and react in different ways hmm. that 
Um, it's like a sheep without a shepherd. Mm. Um, when a piece of stability is removed, the sheep start getting a little anxious a little again. Yep. Yeah. And without Jesus being crowned again as king in our hearts, if you're a believer, or Jesus being ruling and reigning over a heart that is a non-believer, and without an understanding of his kingdom, then that instability turns us into reacting in ways that are not helpful, mm-hmm. not only to your own nation, but to your own family but uh, even to the world around us. So this understanding the times and knowing what to do, when a world leader falls or passes on, especially someone like this, remember there's an instability that's going on that needs to be counteracted by a re-anchoring into the king and his kingdom. Uh, Some prophetic people are already communicating this. You know, the queen has passed. Now England has a king again. Wow. Now... Again, uh, Charles is probably not these, the uh, perfect example that we're all looking for, and uh, God can work with him and change him, but apart from the natural side of this, whenever the queen is gone, God is trying to crown himself as king again. Mm. And if the United Kingdom will unite under the king, wow. they will once again flourish and prosper, wow. and wherever the king is not, they will continue to struggle. So we're praying right. for the UK to truly be the United Kingdom mm-hmm. under a rule and reigning King Jesus, mm. and we are praying for our friends and their grief and their loss, but also we are praying for the way forward right. uh, for the UK. Right. So. Let's pivot from that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a beautiful prophetic yeah. picture. And actually, I think very helpful, like you said, at the soul level. Yeah. When there is um, that instability with a prominent person's passing, yes. especially a, wor- a world leader. Yeah. Pivot us into, um, you know, we, we've talked about in the last few years, turbulent times. Yes. Yep. Undeniably. Right. And you've talked about the, kind of the Doppler deal and where you've had crazy waves and right now sure. it's been a little smoother but yeah. maybe picking up again so yeah. take us you know scripturally yeah. into that sure so i think it's so important you guys when you listen to these podcasts there's so many things that we can talk about that are interesting or revelations but i'm going back to something that we shared i don't know probably two years ago to recenter us again because uh, my sense as as many other leaders in the body of christ that Turbulent times are coming. And again, that does not bring fear. Mm -hmm. That brings great faith that Jesus is going to show up in ways that we have not seen him before in our own lives. Remember, all these are opportunities for the person who believes. Right. Right. But just to take you back again to a story that was used throughout the pandemic, this is the story where... um, Uh, Jesus gets in the boat. The disciples follow him. There a great storm arose on the sea. The boat was covered with waves, but Jesus himself was asleep. Like you're like, hey, dude, we're struggling out here, you know. And these were fishermen, so they they knew they knew the deal. Accustomed to this. Uh, This is Matthew eight, if you're following us. And they came to him and woke him, saying, "Save us, Lord, we are perishing." And he said to them, why are you guys afraid, you men of little faith? Uh-huh. Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and it became perfectly calm. Then the men were amazed and said, what kind of man is this? Mm. Wow, what mm. kind of man is this? Mm. That even the winds and waves obey him. And I've got verse 28. When he, when he came to the other side of the country, the gatherings, two men who were demon-possessed met him as they were coming out of the tombs. They were extremely violent. No one could pass that way. And he cried out, saying, What business do you have, O Son of God? He rebukes the demons, and they're immediately in their right minds. Well, okay, now all this matters. Yes. Okay, so let's, let's back up. 
the picture that we, you said, the Doppler radar picture, we call it, um, is like when a great storm comes, especially like a hurricane, the front end of the storm is all about the wind and the waves. And um, the, what I would say to everybody out there, and I, if you haven't heard me talk about this before, just I'll talk about it again. The, the 2020 and even into 2021 was like the front end of a, of, a, of a really bad storm. And the wind and the waves caused people to be tossed to and fro. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't picked this up yet, every wind and wave of doctrine tossed our hearts and tossed our minds. And some people fell overboard. And people that we thought were rooted and grounded in the authority of Scripture, the authority of God in their lives, man, just went after some doctrines and some thoughts and some cultural swings that literally left them overboard and in the storm. And, and you know, some people even just lost at sea. We don't even know where they are or what they're doing. And the wind and the waves shake us to either recenter and trust the boat and who is guiding the boat mm -hmm. or uh, throw us overboard. So my word to you out there, if you felt thrown overboard in 2020, hey, get back in the boat. Right. That's the great thing is Jesus is always present. If you kind of made it through the wind and the waves of the storm and you did trust Jesus, or at least the church, the boat, uh, always use the boat and church as one thing, then we got to a little bit of respite here in the last, you know, let's say 18 months. When I say respite, of course, you may go through a personal trauma. Right. Uh, there's still so many things undone in the world around us. Mm -hmm. There's still an a instability uh, around us. However, it was a little bit of a rest from maybe all of the protests and the pulling and the yanking uh -huh. and people kind of had already made their decision what side they're going to be on and the cultural right. craziness and right. all that. And in this kind of uh, eye of the storm, um, that's where, again, you looked around you and I'm sure we've all done that. Uh, Jordan, I'm sure you said, who's still with the Lord? I mean, who still loves Jesus? Uh -huh. Who's still with us? Uh -huh. Who is my new core or who am I reestablishing kind of right. core community with? And there's been a, a coalescing again. Mm -hmm. And we've experienced that locally in our local church. I've talked to leaders around the country. If the leader made it through the storm, mm -hmm. if their community didn't land on one extreme side or the other, mm -hmm. but kept Jesus and the kingdom central, then, then they survived, right? And, the, and, and, and now we're trying to say, all right, so now we're, we've got the core community back. We've got our mission and clarity back. Hopefully you've looked around the boat and said, where were the holes? Did we patch that up right. so that the thing's not leaking anymore? Right. Uh, have we reestablished ourselves and our basic faith and who we are as a people? Because again, uh, the waters are starting to get choppy again. Mm -hmm. And my kind of prophetic word picture, and it's not just mine, but many, many people is that front end of the storm, eye of the storm we regroup in order to get ready for the back side of the storm which is called the dirty side of the storm and that's where the wind shears and that's where the the the, the rains that kind of flood and all that begins to come into play and um, we need to be um, clear that god is making us a potent community rooted and grounded and anchored in like never before so that we can be the ark of God. The church is also described as the ark mm. that houses the presence of God and the people of God so that those who are literally in the waters can have a place to come into. And the lost who are screaming and crying out for help, boom, we've got an ark and a church that's healthy and whole and functioning and life-giving. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who have fallen away from the Lord, who've said, what in the world was I doing? There's a place to come back to. 
So um, I think the question is, when I share pictures like that, it kind of brings fear or, okay, I think I'm okay. I hope I'm okay. But let's just kind of go back to Scripture and maybe right. lob out three things that you need to do okay. to be anchored in for this time. Mm-hmm. Understanding our times, knowing what to do. Right. And um, maybe the, the first thing is you got to get in the boat. Uh-huh. That's pretty. Key. I mean, let's just let's just say in a storm, you don't you want to be in the water. In the boat. So, uh, so you got to get in the boat. The scripture says, "Don't forsake the assembling yourselves to, together, but encourage one another and stimulate one another to love and good deeds." So, right. to be who God has called you to be, to be in a place of safety. We're going to talk about Jesus in just a moment, but you've got to be in the boat mm. with the people of Jesus mm. so that you actually have community to weather the storm while you're trying to find Jesus. Right. All right. Yeah. Preach back to me. What do you got on that? Well, I mean, so even if like the disciples who were freaking out, Jesus is asleep. Yeah. Even if you're freaking out amidst the storm, it's better to be freaking out with other people yes. that can that can then be like, well, he, here, Jesus, Jesus is over here. I'm like, okay, because I've... I have been tossed yes, to yeah. and fro much better than being out at sea and trying just to find yeah. something to grasp. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, I, what I would say is, of course, make sure it's a life-giving uh, the, a community that believes in the authority of Scripture, believes in the Lordship of Christ, uh, you know, believes in the mission of God through the church for the glory of God. And when you find that community, you work it through, mm-hmm. right? Whatever we need to do, because in the end, we all we've got each is each other. Right. Um, we, Laura and I, since we surrendered our life to Jesus, we've been involved in two churches mm-hmm. in forty years, it's amazing. thirty-five years of marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, and if if the first if if our first church we were part of Highland Baptist, if they had not sent us out and blessed us, we'd still be there. Right. Were either of these church experiences perfect? Could you answer that for me? I, I think probably you'd say no. Because <laughs> no. it's not our. Because it's not our, right? Because <laughs> we're all present. But they, uh, but the, but the authority of Scripture and the Lordship of Jesus mm-hmm. and the mission of God was always present. Right. And of course, we can work it through. We can contend for. And when there's a hole in the boat, we help mend the hole. Right. We don't jump ship. Oof. Wow. So if you're listening to me and you have jumped shipped, ship. We understand there's different reasons. If God led you, understandable. If God did not lead you, but you did it just because of emotion or whatever, go back and repent and mm-hmm. honor the community. Doesn't mean you have to go back to that community, mm-hmm. but man, just go and 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 uh, pour grace, pour mm-hmm. some oil mm-hmm. on the wounds right. uh, of your leaving. Mm-hmm. And if you're in an imperfect boat, which you are, if you're at Antioch, you are, uh, <laughs> then um, then be a part of mending the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I see a low point over here. I mm-hmm. see some need over here. Whatever you see, you're called to be the answer to what the problem is. Yeah, that's yeah. called the body of Christ. Well, yeah, that's what yeah. that's what we've always tried to say to folks that we've been walking with is. Man, that's that is so valid. We know we're we are aware of that. Yeah, we are spread too thin. Would are you willing to help us? You know, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, whatever bothers you, you're called to do or to intercede for mm. until it gets fixed. Mm. That's called the body of Christ. Right? Isn't that awesome? It's great. And one other illustration I've often used is when we raised our kids, we would often have this conversation around the dinner table. Is especially if they were fighting with each other, uh, you know, or, and we would say, "Hey, look, this is all we got, you guys. 
we've got each other. We're not going to kill each other. We're not going to keep picking at each other. We're not going to be faulting each other day and night. Mm -hmm. Everybody at this table has weaknesses. Not one of you are perfect, including mom and dad. We are all just sinners saved by the grace of God. And we have God. So now where we are going to press in is we're going to press into God. Mm -hmm. And what his word says is how we're supposed to live. And what we're doing is nonsense. We're just not going to do that. So today our kids are best friends with each other. They Mm -hmm. trust each other more than anybody else. Because we just decided to lean in instead of pull out right. uh, when things got tough. Okay, so you got to get in the boat. Get in the boat. All right. Um, the second thing, you got to find Jesus. Okay. So once we're in the boat, <laughs> in the boat, Jesus. got a storm. Hey, I'm 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 in the I'm in the boat. I'm going to church. I'm doing my thing. But where's Jesus? Uh-huh. Right. Got to find Jesus. I love that they found him asleep. <laughs> uh, and here's the here's the word picture is that remember Jesus is not stressed out because he always has a way forward. Mm. That's great. So our anxiety and our worry, under, he understands, mm-hmm. but they're not needed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, he's asleep in the boat because he said, get in the boat, we're going to the other side. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is going to happen? Help me out. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he's thinking there's going to be a, an encounter with something adverse. Yes, and and the boat's going to get to the other side. And we're going to make it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make it. Okay, so um, the boat is built to make it, especially with Jesus in it. Mm. And so he's at rest, okay? Right. so they but, but they did the right thing to find Jesus. Like, uh, he's about to rebuke him, but I'm just, they did the right thing. They found right. Jesus. So you're in the boat, find Jesus in the midst of your storm. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing is, Jesus reveals himself uniquely in each storm. Mm. You will find him in a new way when you seek him in the storm that is different when you seek him in the peaceful place. All right, get in the boat, find Jesus, Uh and then listen to what he has to say. Okay. (laughs) It's great. Right? Not just find him. Okay, there's Jesus. I worship him. Uh But then listen for what he has to say. Mm. So they they get in the boat. They're they're in it together. Mm -hmm. They find Jesus. They wake him up. And he rebukes them, and he says, you men of little faith, why didn't you trust me, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So that is a, the rebuke of Jesus is a good thing, right. not a bad thing. That's great. So many times we, we immediately jump out of our skin because of our family of origin wounds or our junior high wounds <laughs> as if... As if Jesus is a man like we've like, experienced, right. like other men. Right. Even though the scripture right? says he is not. <laughs> no, he is not, right? He is a God man. Uh-huh. Never sinned. He's uh-huh. perfect. Right. He's pure. Right. His only intention is to love you and to care for you. So mm-hmm. if he's correcting them, he's trying to get something off their back that they don't need right. so that they can become victorious in the storm. Yes. Yeah. For their good, for their freedom, Woo! for their help. That's that's really good. <laughs> that's great. All right. So he's so He's trying to get rid of stuff uh-huh. so that they can be equipped to take on the storm. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, Jesus rebukes him. Uh, he, he rebukes them, and then he rebukes the winds and the waves, mm-hmm. and they all become uh, still. And, and I love this. Uh, they were amazed, and they said, What kind of man is this that even the wind and waves obey him? Right. They didn't know him yet as the Lord of the storm. Mm. They just knew him as the Lord who heals or the Lord right. who gives hope or the Lord that gives salvation, but they didn't know him as the Lord of the storm mm. until they encountered the storm. Mm. Wow. <laughs> wow. So many times I'm just upset that there's a storm going on. 
instead of instead looking of, looking for Jesus mm-hmm. to reveal Himself victorious over it, right? Whatever it is, right? So here's the deal: if you're listening right now and you got a financial storm going on, can I just tell you, God has a way forward, mm-hmm. and it's not just a pocket promise. I mean, find a scripture. Find Jesus, listen to him, see what he's saying, and find the victory forward. Mm. Like people are getting anxious right now, understanding the times, knowing what to do. If you're anxious about finances right now because we're in the front end of a recession or because interest rates are up, or you know, what do we buckle in for and all this? As a believer, all you need to know is what's God saying, am I doing it? Mm. That's right. all you need to know, mm. really. If you're a business person or if you're a young person or what about the jobs market, all that, all you need to, because you're not leading your own life, he is, and he is in it already and already has a plan to move you forward. Wow. And if it makes you a little leaner at, uh, financially for a season, praise the Lord. Lean finances create hunger for God more mm-hmm. than abundance. Wow. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then when you're abundant, you don't leave him because you learn to walk with him in the leanness. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. Amen. All right, so, all right, now uh, we gotta wrap this. All right. So then what happens? The boat gets to the other side. Uh-huh. These two demonized people come out screaming. <laughs> Jesus rebukes the demon and puts them in their right mind. Okay? So here's what happens. When you get through the storm, you gain an authority yeah. over the demonic that mm-hmm. you did not have Previously. beforehand. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. So here's here, friends and listeners. Understanding the times, knowing what to do. We, we, we did Matthew 24, 25 last time. We pulled out uh, Matthew 8 this time. And what I, what I want to make sure that you leave with is that the storm does not determine the destination. Mm-hmm. The storm definitely doesn't determine the destiny. Mm-hmm. And many times the storm is the teacher for victory wow. in order for us to have authority that will right. be needed because the demons that get unleashed mm-hmm. in uncertainty mm-hmm. are beyond what you have experienced before. Mm-hmm. When there's instability in the world, many times demonic leadership rises up sure. rather than righteous leadership. And we're contending for righteous leadership, but many times that fills the gap. Mm-hmm. Or unrighteous activity because people become more selfish mm. in their need to survive right. rather than unselfishly giving, as the church is always called right. to do. Right. And we don't need to be that people. Right. We need to anchor ourselves, get in the boat, in the boat. find Jesus. Listen to Jesus, especially if it's corrective in nature. Mm-hmm. And that's a blessing to get something off our back so that we have the authority of Jesus woo, to speak to the storm right. and to literally take authority over the demons that are harassing our friends and hearts and minds and even our nations, both in the unseen realm and the unseen realm, and establish righteousness again. Yes. The queen has passed. The king has come mm. so that he can rule over his kingdom. Let's anchor in. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.